It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day, at least throughout the weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. And starting on Monday, you can watch every single episode of Locked On Panthers on YouTube. Go ahead and go to YouTube.com right now and search Locked On Panthers and click the subscribe button. There's two of them. There's a Locked On Florida Panthers, the red one. Don't click on that unless you're a Florida Panthers fan. If you are, go listen to that podcast. But also, if you're not, make sure to click on the blue icon, Locked On Panthers, because that's us, the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast, hosted by me, Julian Council. Click subscribe, and starting on Monday, I'll have every single episode there for you on YouTube. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, because every single Friday, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. And tomorrow's Friday, so go ahead and at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. Get those questions into me now so I can get to them on Friday. Okay, so let's keep it very simple here when having the conversation about the Carolina Panthers and this critical offseason for Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, and really even David Tepper. And I say David Tepper because the reason why I think this offseason is so vital for the Carolina Panthers to have success in 2022 and be headed in the right direction under him as the owner is because of the decisions that he's made over the last year. The Carolina Panthers, in my opinion, don't necessarily have a Matt Rule problem. They don't have a Christian McCaffrey problem. They don't really have a, well, they do have a quarterback problem and offensive line problem. But the biggest problem that the Carolina Panthers have, in my opinion, is a David Tepper problem. You can get a new quarterback. You can get a new head coach. You can get a new running back. But it's very hard to get a new owner in a National Football League. And I do not see this happening anytime soon unless something, unfortunately, bad happens. But David Tepper is here to stay. And as long as David Tepper is here in Carolina, at least early returns, I am concerned about whether the Carolina Panthers can actually reach that sustained success that David Tepper preached when he let go of Ron Rivera and hired Matt Rule two years ago. I say this because... When watching Good Morning Football on Wednesday morning, Peter Schrager and the crew were having a conversation about what team they think will be aggressive this offseason, what owner wants to see their team go out there and make a big move, and Peter Schrager had this to say. David Tepper is not a quiet man in the corner of a room watching all these NFL teams mm. spend money. and bring... David Tepper with the Panthers wants to win, and this guy has more money than all these owners, and it's time for us to go and do something big. Now, I know there's a salary cap, but when I say he's got a lot of money, it's not just that. There's an, an attitude, there is a ethos, there is a way you go about your lifestyle, and David Tepper is not meek. This guy swings for the fences. I, I spoke to him on Friday night. I was at an event, and Tepper and his wife, Nicole, were there. And I was just like, 
How's Super Bowl? And he's like, gosh, would it be great to play in one of these things? Like, would it be great to play in one of these things? And yeah, all the owners are at the Super Bowl and all the owners uh, pop in at events here and there. But gosh, is it painful watching other teams be celebrated and you be on the sidelines when you know you want it so badly. Uh, I look at the team. McCaffrey has been hurt the last couple years, but gosh, when he's healthy, he's good to go. The defense is young and talented and ready to rock. They have a gaping hole at one position, the quarterback spot. And I look at Russell Wilson. I look at Aaron Rodgers. I look at Deshaun Watson. I look at Jimmy Garoppolo. I look at Kirk Cousins. I look at all these guys who might possibly be on the block or might be able to be acquired. Heck, I look at Tom Brady, and if Tepper says to him, Brady, here, we'll make it work together. You can be a part of my hedge fund. I don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. Just help bring me to the Lombardi. that Panthers team has been like eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven, six. And, that's not what. When you run Appaloosa Hedge Fund Management, where you're a fifteen billion dollar company, you're not sitting there to be mediocre. So I just look at David Tepper as a figure. Forget Matt Rule. Forget Christian McCaffrey. David Tepper as an individual, and thinking about, hey, you have to acquire, go and go and get pieces and yeah. spend money. Uh, yeah, that might be the guy who might want to do it. David Tepper isn't one to be a passive observer. He'd expect the Panthers to be in major players this offseason, watching what the Rams and Bucks have done in the last two years and getting their guys. I believe Carolina will be very aggressive at the quarterback position. The reason the Carolina Panthers need to be very aggressive at the quarterback position, again, or want to be very aggressive at the quarterback position, is because of their aggressiveness last year and the unwillingness of David Tepper to sit there and watch Teddy Bridgewater for another season. If you remember, the Carolina Panthers in March of 2020 signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, $60 million contract that basically had him being the starter for two seasons. But after one year, David Tepper, two weeks left in the season, when he fired Marty Herney or parted ways, decided to go out and let people know that he was not a fan of Teddy Bridgewater, saying if you don't have a quarterback who could help you in a Super Bowl, that you need to be in constant pursuit of that quarterback, which let everyone know that Teddy Bridgewater would not be back as the starting quarterback in 2021. That led the Carolina Panthers to trade for Matthew Stafford, which they had a deal done until Matthew Stafford ran into Sean McVay in Cabo and said, no, Detroit, I'm not going down to Carolina to keep losing. I want to go to L.A. and be a Ram, where he hoisted the Lombardi Trophy on Sunday evening. Good decision by Matthew Stafford. That then led him to... Deshaun Watson, who unfortunately has 22 legal issues that he has to get settled. And he gets deposed next week, so we'll see how that gets played out. But Deshaun Watson was no longer an option, even though at the trade deadline, the Carolina Panthers asked again about Deshaun Watson and whether it would work out. Apparently, Nick Casario, the GM in Houston, was so annoyed by the Carolina Panthers constantly asking about Watson that he just kind of stopped answering their calls. They went through the evaluation process of the quarterbacks like Mac Jones and Justin Fields, and they decided that the best option for the Carolina Panthers was to trade a second, a fourth, and a sixth-round pick for Sam Darnold, then pick up the fifth-year option and draft J.C. Horn at eighth overall instead of drafting Justin Fields and Mac Jones who were on the board. They felt that was the best combination for them. Horn only played in two and a half games this past year, and Sam Darnold proved once and for all that he is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League and will never take a team to the Super Bowl which now the Carolina Panthers are in another position this offseason, like I thought they would be when they brought in Sam Darnold, needing a starting quarterback. Why? Because the owner doesn't have patience. 
the owner who told us that Rome wasn't built in a day and that if you could take a little bit of short-term suffering for long-term success, you ought to do it. And you should not complain. Well, Panther fans are complaining, and they should be upset at David Tepper for, one, not letting them know what's going on with Matt Rule and why Matt Rule's coming back, and for also putting them in a situation where the organization is not built properly, where they should be not in a situation where they need to find a quarterback while also trying to find an offensive line, while also trying to see if they can find a receiver to step up next to DJ Moore, and also trying to find a tight end and find a defensive end who can set the edge in the run game and also find a starting linebacker and also find a safety. So many holes need to be filled on this roster. But the one giant hole that Peter Strager brings up while missing all the other ones is that quarterback. And the quarterback issue here in Carolina, yes, it gets laid at the feet of Matt Rule because he's the one who brought Teddy Bridgewater after listening to Evan Cooper back when they were at Baylor saying, hey, that's the guy you got to get when you get to the NFL. And also, he's the one who brought in Sam Darnold. But the reason Sam Darnold's here, the reason why the Carolina Panthers are in a situation where they didn't draft Bridgewater, they didn't take Bridgewater again, and then draft a quarterback is because David Tepper doesn't have the patience. And that should be frightening and concerning for every Carolina Panther fan out there. I'm not yet ready to say David Tepper's a bad owner, but the early returns do not lead you to believe that David Tepper is the man who should be making any sort of decisions when it comes to football. You hired Scott Fitter, who has over 20 years of experience in the National Football League. Let him do his job. You brought in Samir Suleiman, who was in Pittsburgh, who knows how an organization, a winning organization, is supposed to be run. Let him do his job. Let Pat Stewart do his job. Let Matt Allen do his job. Let everyone in that organization, Dan Morgan, let those guys do their job. And tell your head coach, he does not have the final say. Give the front office the final say. Get out of the way. Cut the checks. That's what needs to happen. I wish that David Tepper was a passive observer. And he certainly looks like one by not saying anything about Matt Rule. Right now, the Carolina Panthers' biggest problem, it's not Rule, it's not the quarterback, it's the owner. And until that gets fixed, it's hard to really feel like the Carolina Panthers have a chance to be on top of the NFC South. So take a step back, let the men do the job, and then hopefully that things will work out. If they don't, fire them, bring someone else in, take a step back. And again, let them do the job until it gets done properly. What are the Carolina Panthers quarterback options? We've talked about them. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com had some insight on one of them and also just a thought on some of the guys out there and some of the names that Peter Schrager brought up there and what the likelihood of them could be as Joe Person of The Athletic also had a pretty good article breaking down the quarterback options for the Carolina Panthers this offseason. We'll get into all that here in just a moment. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
It wasn't really news when it came out on Good Morning Football on Wednesday morning when Peter Schrager talked about the Panthers being a team that's going to be aggressive and trying to find a quarterback. We knew that. We knew that they were going to do everything and turn every stone to find the right quarterback who could elevate this organization and put them in a position to eventually hoist the Lombardi Trophy and have a parade going down Mint Street or Tryon Street or whatever damn street down in Uptown Charlotte. We will see if that happens, if they can find a quarterback. And the options, there's plenty of them, but how many of them are actually realistic? Some of the names that Peter Schrager brought up were Deshaun Watson, who he has to get some legal stuff figured out. We've we've talked about this before. We haven't had much of a Deshaun Watson conversation because we want to see how everything plays out, where Watson currently is a defendant in 22 civil cases filed by women in four states alleging sexual assault or inappropriate behavior during massage sessions. All that needs to get played out. There's thoughts that maybe he's going to find a settlement, pay him off, and then maybe he suffers some sort of suspension. How long will that be if there is? I don't know. But for me, Deshaun Watson, who gets deposed next week on February 22nd, until all that gets cleared up, he's not really an option. And according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com, Deshaun Watson has already started evaluating potential fits for his services in 2022, which is just incredible. This guy has not figured out his legal stuff yet, but he's out here talking about where he's going to play next season, and he sat an entire season while having all these issues surrounding him. It's uh, it's a strategy, that's for sure. He's apparently, with his no-trade clause, as we know, last year he was interested in the Miami Dolphins, and apparently he's now interested potentially in going to the Buccaneers and looking at the Vikings. The Bucs are still a team that's loaded. We'll see how things play out with them in free agency, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to sources from Jeremy Fowler, are going to be very aggressive, like the Carolina Panthers, in trying to attain a quarterback who can help them get back to the playoffs and, for them, hopefully back to the Super Bowl. The Minnesota Vikings, who have Kirk Cousins and have a massive contract and cap hit this upcoming season with Kirk, $45 million to be exact. They could be a team willing to move off of him. Kevin O'Connell, who's coming over from the Rams, the OC there, was back with Kirk Cousins back when they were in Washington with the football team, now known as the Commanders, or I guess they were the Redskins then, then football team, now the Commanders. That could be an option if Deshaun Watson decides that he wants to go to Minnesota where they have good receivers and Adam Thielen and, of course, Justin Jefferson. Nothing about Carolina has been mentioned there. And really, Deshaun Watson, while all this has been playing out, has never introduced, talked about Carolina. Never. So I don't know whether that actually be a realistic option. There was also... Options that were brought up by Peter Schrager, like a Russell Wilson, who, for whatever reason, is not happy with how things are playing out in Seattle. Him and Peter and Pete Carroll don't see eye to eye when it comes to offensive philosophy. I don't know. You got a winning team there. You got Tyrell Lockett. You got DK Metcalf. I would imagine that he would want to stay in Seattle. But we'll see how that plays out. But again, if Russell Wilson comes here, he doesn't have the weapons that he has in Seattle now. Christian McCaffrey needs to be healthy. We need, we'll see what happens to Robbie Anderson last next year. But right now, you have one receiver you can rely on and a running back who hasn't been healthy. And I don't see how that's a better situation for him here in Carolina in an offensive line that's not very good. And Russell Wilson has taken a ton of hits since being in the league and playing in Seattle. So does he want to sign up for that situation? Kirk Cousins, again, no trade clause. Does he want to come here? The cap hit, that's a lot to try and fit here in Carolina. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to stay in Green Bay. But again, would he want to come here? James Campen, a guy that he loves, the O-line coach here now in Carolina, could certainly be a key figure in bringing Aaron Rodgers here to Carolina. Aaron Rodgers said he'd want to be a part of rebuild. This is still a rebuild, unfortunately, in Carolina. So I don't see how it's attractive for him. And 
even Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, as we've seen, when he has a good running game around him, good offensive weapons at tight end like Kittle and wide receiver, like you've seen with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and a great defense, you can win a lot of games with him. When you get to the big stage, like the NFC title game a couple weeks ago against the Rams on the road, and you get to the Super Bowl a couple years ago down in Miami against Patrick Mahomes, you see that he's not that guy. He's a good player. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. But in this era of the NFL, if you don't have a Burrow or a Stafford or you have a Mahomes, an Allen, a Deshaun Watson, if he's available, Russell Wilson, a Lamar Jackson possibly, it's going to be very difficult to win a Super Bowl. Like, yes, I understand. I had a conversation with um, this guy on Twitter named Rob. I think you guys probably know him. Big, big of the Roaring Riot, Panthers Rob. Um, just about He's talked about how hey, we had Jake DeLone back in the day, and Jake DeLone had a good offensive line behind him, a good running game. He'd go back to the 2003 season where they went to the Super Bowl. He had Steven Davis, over 1,400 yards rushing that year. You have Moose. You have Steve Smith. You have Ricky Prohl. You have a great offensive line. The defensive line was awesome. That whole defense was great. Jake DeLone made a lot of mistakes throughout that season. But when you got to the playoffs, he was a gamer. I give Jake DeLone a ton of credit for how he played in those playoffs and previous playoffs after, and playoffs after that, except for the game, of course, in the divisional round against the Cardinals where he turned the ball over six times. But still, Jake DeLome was a gamer. I just don't think Jake DeLome's nowadays, which I look at Jimmy Garoppolo kind of as, as a, like that as a Jake DeLome, I don't think those guys are going to win you a Super Bowl. So if you can't get that, then what's the point? And that's the thing. David Tepper talked about getting someone who can win you the Super Bowl. So what's the point of a, of a Garoppolo or a Cousins or a Gardner Minshew or a Carson Wentz coming in here if they're not going to win? And if they're extremely unlikely to win. And that's kind of my feeling last year, too, on Sam Darnold. It's like, okay, guys, so you, you failed in getting Stafford. He didn't want to come here. You can't bring in Deshaun Watson right now. Why not just roll with Teddy Bridgewater for another season and then see how it goes, or at the very least, draft a quarterback. You're sitting there at eight. Draft one of those. And we had the conversation, and I think it's really one that Josh Norris, a, a fellow Charlottean, and he is of now a formerly of Roto World, now of Underdogs Fantasy, and we've had him on the podcast before, Elon alum, too. He talked about how if the Carolina Panthers loved any of those quarterbacks, they would have done the same trade the San Francisco 49ers did. So they didn't do that. They thought that Darnold plus Horn at eight was the best option. And that turned out to not be the best option, at least for them in 2021. Will it be in 2022? We'll see. But asking around today, the folks that might know, it feels like the Carolina Panthers are kind of screwed. And I don't want to be negative here and talk about why would they want to come to Carolina. But honestly, like you, y'all are fans of the team. You look at the current situation. If you are one of those quarterbacks, what would make you want to come here to Carolina? And even Tom Brady was brought up. Tom Brady, why would Tom Brady want to come here? You can win with him, obviously, but he's not a mobile quarterback, so you better have a good offensive line. And we talked about it the other day. With the Bengals also needing an offensive line to make it very hard for them, for the Carolina Panthers, to go get those free agents, especially when, the Dem- when um, not Denver, but when Cincinnati has a ton of cap space. Carolina has a decent amount of cap space, but they're also limited in what they can do. And they'll be creative, and I'm sure they'll restructure and find a way. I trust Scott Fitter to do that. But still, you got to compete against a lot of teams out there. Kansas City was able to do it because they already had the quarterback. They have a good infrastructure there. Cincinnati has the infrastructure. Does Carolina have the infrastructure to be aggressive for a quarterback? It doesn't really look like it. And now with the quarterback situation, just like with Cincinnati, the reports are Tampa is going to be aggressive in trying to find someone. Every team out there is looking for a quarterback. Every team out there is looking for a good offensive line. It's not just as simple as, hey, here's all these picks come to us. Because we saw last year, Matthew Stafford said no. And in all likelihood, Russell Wilson probably say the same thing. Aaron Rodgers would say the same thing. And 
Deshaun Watson, and hell, I don't even know what Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo would do or say, but we know that both of those guys are not the answer here in Carolina. So it will be interesting to see in the next month when we get to the new league year starting on March 19th, what happens when it comes to the quarterback situation and free agency and what the Carolina Panthers are able to do. Right now it feels like they're probably SOL, which is not a good feeling. But honestly, building a team around Sam Darnold, hoping that you can be better and have a better foundation for whoever comes in next might be the most prudent thing for the Carolina Panthers to do. You'd hate to throw another season, but who do you have to blame for that? Well, the answer is very clear. The owner, David Tepper. The mock drafts keep coming in, and there's another one that came out by ESPN's Todd McShay on Wednesday that had a lot of people scratching their head. It's not the first time that someone has mocked this certain player, the Carolina Panthers. Why? I don't think it's actually as crazy as it seems right now. We'll get into that here in just a moment. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are enthralled in the midst of draft season as next week the NFL Combine will take place in Indianapolis. All of the NFL media a couple weeks ago was down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl where the draft starts apparently. And next week they'll be in America's heartland. If you consider Indiana the heartland for the NFL Combine once again down in Indianapolis or up in Indianapolis depending where you are from. And I've been told that's actually one of the best things to go to. But um, because of that, We have a lot of mock drafts coming out. We had a lot of mock drafts that came out post-Senior Bowl, and I imagine there will be other ones that come out post-Combine. And one came out on Wednesday from ESPN's Todd McShay, where he mocked the Carolina Panthers drafting Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. And I know you're hearing that. You're thinking, why the hell would the Carolina Panthers get another corner? This was his reasoning. This was the most difficult pick for me. For one, the quarterback situation remains unresolved. The Panthers are financially invested in Sam Darnold for 2022, but it's apparent he isn't a long-term solution. Well, duh. Even so, number six is too rich for any of the signal callers in this class, and if Carolina is set on drafting one, a move back would be prudent. And I think that's something, me speaking now, Julian Council, that a lot of fans would like to see. Then there is the offensive line, which surrendered 52 sacks in 2021, fifth most, but again, the board doesn't fill the holes. Mississippi State offensive tackle Charles Cross would work, but he's number 22 on my board at the moment. I'm a little lower on him than most teams are. He could be a top 10 pick. He probably will be, and it will probably be the Carolina Panthers if they need to do that. Um, So I ended up going with the best available, and that's absolutely Gardner. I mean, he gave up all of 60 yards in 14 games last season. That's ridiculous. That's a true shutdown corner, and yes, Panthers took J.C. Horn at number 8 last season, but this duo would be one of the best young tandems in the league. A team has used top 10 picks and defensive backs and back-to-back drafts before just three times in the common draft era. And Carolina traded for C.J. Henderson, who was Jacksonville's ninth pick in 2019. But Stephon Gilmore and Dante Jackson are both free agents, meaning this group isn't as strong as it appears. And that's actually a good point. And I, let me point this out, too. He talks about not mocking Charles Cross of the Panthers. But then in his next pick, 
he has the New York Giants drafting Charles Cross, seventh overall. So that doesn't really make a ton of sense. But these are mock drafts. They're not anything to get upset about. That's not the first time that anyone has mocked Sauce Gardner to the Carolina Panthers. Daniel Jeremiah, who pretty much is the top draft guy over there at the NFL Network, did the same thing in his initial mock draft last month, mocking Gardner to the Carolina Panthers. I don't remember his rationale, but I don't really necessarily disagree with Tommy. If Tommy Shea doesn't see Cross as a top guy, then fine. But also, why the hell is he getting drafted by the Giants after that? That doesn't really make a lot of sense. But the whole point that he brought up there about Gilmore and Dante Jackson actually doesn't make that sound as crazy as it looks. Yeah, we know quarterback is a position of demand, and Scott Federer said that six overall, that kind of position right there, that's when you get aggressive and take it, try to take a quarterback. I hope they don't wait till the draft to try and get a quarterback because I, again, don't love any of these guys. But if it's going to be one of them, it would be either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. Dra- trading back and getting him probably makes the most sense if that's what they want to do, and that might be the way they should go about the draft, trading back in their quarterback and then potentially getting a Linderbaum. I think someone on the weekly Friday mailbag asked me about that a couple weeks ago. I, I I would love that situation as long as they get everything figured out with the uh, with free agency and they can sign key free agents back like Gilmore or Dante Jackson. And I said last week to y'all that two-thirds of these guys, Gilmore, Jackson, or Hassan Reddick, they can bring back at least two of those three. I would love that. But there's a very real possibility that Stephon Gilmore looks at the situation here in Carolina and is like, hey, I'm above 30. I want to win, and I don't know if I can do it here. I love living here in, in Charlotte, and I have my home here. But I'm going to come back eventually, so I'm going to move on and do something else. Dante Jackson, maybe the Panthers don't value him, and or someone overpays Dante Jackson, he goes elsewhere. Like There's a real possibility. I think it's more likely that Dante Jackson comes back. I don't really see him leaving, but there's a possibility that they don't bring back either of these guys, which means that you have J.C. Horn, who's only played in two and a half games. C.J. Henderson's played two seasons in the league but did not really look like a shutdown guy last year. Looked like more of a rotational player. A.J. Bouye would be back for one more season as an older veteran player. You got Keith Taylor. You got uh, Stan Thomas Oliver. Do you feel, even I'll put out there, uh, you got Troy Pride Jr., who is coming off an injury. Do you feel good about, about that secondary unit? I don't really feel good about them. So it would not be that insane to draft Ahmad Gardner. But the problem is you already have, in back-to-back drafts, basically taken two corners. You traded for one in Henderson, and you drafted one in Horn. So it doesn't really make a ton of sense when you have other needs. Quarterback, offensive line, maybe even wide receiver, tight end, a pass-catching one at the very least, a defensive end who can set the edge, maybe another defensive tackle, a linebacker, more than that, and a safety. Like the Kyle Hamilton pick that I saw from the ringer, that makes a lot more sense to me than Sauce Gardner. Because you do need a safety. It's a position of need, but a lot of things need to happen prior to the draft for that to make a lot of sense. And that's why I'm not going to necessarily poo-poo this. As as I've said, like if Gilmore and Jackson don't come back, then yeah. Sauce Gardner wouldn't be a bad pick, but you better have the quarterback in place. You better have your offensive line in place. Otherwise, oh boy, you're going to have yourself a freaking riot. David Tepper, Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule and company, if you take Sauce Gardner after taking nothing but defensive players in 2020, taking a defensive player, the first defensive player in the draft last year, and neglecting the offense really the last two seasons would not be great. But again, not as crazy as it sounds. All that contingent upon what happens next month in free agency. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure again to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, and check us out on Spotify and all the other places where you listen to this show and 
all your favorite shows here across the Locked On Podcast Network. And starting on Monday, I'll be on YouTube. You can watch every single episode of Locked On Panthers. Don't wait till then. Go to YouTube.com right now and search Locked On Panthers. Click the blue Locked On Panthers icon, not the red one. That's the Florida Panthers podcast. If you want the Carolina Panthers podcast, click subscribe. And starting on Monday, you'll have every single episode of the show right there for you on YouTube. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those into me now by adding me at Julian Council or DMing me at Julian Council so I can answer those questions. In the meantime, be safe, take care, have an awesome Thursday, and I will talk to y'all on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.